Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we have a very loaded show today. We're going to get to a lot of topics, but first and foremost, I want to bring up, we are the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant, uh, his tragic passing, and of course, his daughter, Gigi Bryant as well, and you know the other eight passengers on the helicopter. But uh, we just want to acknowledge, one, that you know it's been a year, which has right. been a wild year, to say the least. And uh, I remember last year, you and I talking about Kobe, and you were close to Kobe, and we had you know, a very, very inspired conversation that day. And uh, I think Kobe still lingers and hovers, you know, and his presence is, you know, more than ever around the game of basketball. So just wanted to say that. Yeah, you know, say 2020 is going to be a very memorable one for a lot of different reasons. And you think of the pandemic, you think of, you know, COVID and all the social unrest and all of the things that happened in 2020, but also you can't forget, you know, we lost Kobe Bryant in the basketball community. And, you know, with us both living out here in Los Angeles, you know, we, you know, it's a little different than seeing it from afar. You know, we, we, we know what he means, what he meant to this city, uh, all of his accomplishments and, We've all admired him, you know, what he's done on the floor and what he accomplished. Um, even being an ex-NBA player, I admired his talent. I mean, I I just admired his yeah. talent and the discipline that he had and the courage that he had to go for it. And, you know, he when I say go for it, like he had the courage to say, I want to be the greatest ever. You know, a lot of people say that, but mm-hmm. he actually had the courage to do mm-hmm. it. He had the courage to say, I'm playing to be the greatest ever. I'm playing to be iconic. I'm playing to be a legend. Mm-hmm. That takes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you just sacrifice. A lot of people talk that, but he, he went for it and you, yep. you had to respect that. You had to respect it. And. I yep. had the pleasure of knowing him. I had the pleasure of being around him, competing against him. And to witness someone with that level of persistence, you don't see that often. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. it's still to this day hard to believe that that actually happened. Like, in some ways, Tate, I, yep. I, I don't think I'm alone when I say this. We're still mourning. You know, I'm still having yeah. a difficult time wrapping my head around that day. And it's been a year now of losing him, his daughter, and those other seven passengers that were on that helicopter. So this is um, this has been a very difficult one, you know, and um, yep. we're all trying to make sense of it, but certainly... What he, what when I say he, what Kobe was able to do to the basketball community, you know, he continues to live. You can see his influence 
on the next mm-hmm. generation. You can see he may not mm-hmm. be with us here physically, but you certainly you can see his mentality, you know, what they refer to it as his Mamba mentality continues to live. You could see how the players are and were affected by what has transpired here. And it's been a year later and, you know, it's still hard. It's, it's, it's still hard for me Yeah. because, you know, you just, you just that you just can't fathom the idea, but nonetheless, um, just my prayers go out to all of the people that were involved and to their families and hopefully you know, we'll continue to share our prayers and, and, and uplift them because this is a very difficult thing to discuss, even to, you know, even though it's been a year later. Yeah, it's hard to to still process. And I think, you know, as far as the basketball fraternity, um, you know, there are so many legends that we are so lucky to be blessed with that are still around, like a Bill Russell or a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, you know, when you lose someone who is of that ilk, like a Kobe Bryant when we'd lost him, you know, that is something that obviously still, you know, ripples throughout the basketball community. And you saw it, you know, yesterday. Kyrie Irving is wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey. Paul George, you know, John Moran. It goes to LeBron James. Every single generation that is in the current NBA was impacted in some way by Kobe Bryant. And your generation was impacted by Kobe Bryant because he came in and said, I want to be greater than you guys. And you guys and Michael, especially, he talked about it in the funeral. You know, he was the annoying little brother at times. We laughed at him. But he wasn't joking. He was serious. And he was a man on a mission. And, you know, I watched this Nike commercial where Kobe's standing in the middle of the court and he becomes the maestro. And they start singing the crowd, I hate you. You know, and then Rasheed Wallace is singing, I hate you. Paul Pierce is singing, I hate you. And he's smiling on the court, you know, and he's like, you know, sing that. Sing that you hate me. You know, like he loved that. And then he walks in and he embraced it. And he was like, embrace it. Embrace the journey. And that's how Kobe always was. He wanted to be great. And uh, you and I talk about being comfortable in the chaos. And that's something that, you know, kind of puts you over the edge in, in, in some way. in the mentality that you need to have to be great. Kobe mastered that. That is mama mentality. And uh, for the for the younger generation to have someone to look up to, I didn't see Michael as much. Right. So I saw Kobe. You know, I learned about Michael through Kobe. And uh, and that's important for the game. You talk about passing down uh, the game. Kobe is obviously one of those guys we'll always talk about. Um, and talking about present times, BJ, uh, we had some NBA basketball on last night. The Lakers themselves, Kobe's team, obviously. Um, LeBron James back in Cleveland. We had fans in the building. Um, so that that felt like a, a little bit of a real normal basketball game. And we had a, a Jordan-esque <laughs> moment. That's what they're calling it, BJ, from LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is January, so please I will temper, do, I will temper do, the people that are do. saying this control a little bit. Please control the narrative, take. Please control but, the narrative here. <laughs> but last night, third quarter, uh, last shot of the third quarter, LeBron James misses the shot. And apparently there was a, a comment or a laugh or something was made by a front office member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James did the the Jordan meme. He took it personally, BJ. He looked over at whoever did this. And then in the fourth quarter, proceeded to score 21 points and was on a tear. So uh, that, that was the big news of the night. Did you see this, BJ? I didn't know if you saw this in person. It seemed like it became a thing after the fact, not really live in the game. Yes, I did watch the game. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. Because you got your veil, right? Your veil's in the, the game. game. I did not hear the <laughs> the <laughs> remark by this allegedly. <laughs> that was allegedly said by this, you know, 
executive, basketball executive, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we need to Who was it? Who was That's it? all we need to know. The mystery. What time did he say it? You know, I was watching the game. Look. I can't I I I I am trying to stay in between the lines, Dave. I'm trying to stay, but you're you're pulling you me go. further. Yeah. No, this is yeah. my fault. You you can you can blame me for this. LeBron James played well <laughs> yesterday. He played well. He okay. did. 46 points. You know, yep. at his age to be able to have a 40-point game it's a feat unto itself, let alone on the road in late January. Let's just call mm. it what it is. Now, Yep. if that is the case, that he has this so-called beef with the front office, let's bring this guy to every game. Because you know what? <laughs> I need greatness. I need to see the very yeah. best. And if that is the... If that is the, the, the secret sauce, yeah. The the if, trigger, the yeah, yeah, the sauce, switch, yeah, whatever it is. Let's bring this guy to every game and let him talk trash. Because you know what? That was an incredible performance last night. Yeah. No doubt about it. LeBron started off the game well. You know, I always like to make fun. You know, now people say they watched the game. Did you watch the highlights or did you watch the game? He started off shooting the ball well. So it was no... <laughs> surprised that yep. he ended the game well because he was already in a nice zone but he really turned it on let's go with the narrative he yeah. really turned it on once this basketball <laughs> so-called executive you know showed lebron up and lebron yeah yeah he showed him up so yeah he showed him up yeah, yeah, yeah like but, spike you know, lee and reggie yeah, type let's, situation let's, <laughs> who, who cares about that i mean i i think Le, i think lebron started off the game and he was terrific at the beginning of the game um, they've been playing well. By the way, they're like 10-0 and 0 or something uh, at the start of the season. The, the, the best start in the franchise of the Lakers, the history of the Lakers. So mm. they've been playing great basketball. And LeBron has been fantastic in this, in this run. So uh, I want to just call it what yeah. it is. But I did watch the game, and I didn't see that. But my volume might have been turned down a little low, you know? So I, I missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th th this is the Bleacher yes. Report take of what happened in this game. I uh, I did I did not see this live. I saw the Bleacher Report version. Right. So I just wanted to tell you what they're saying. Right. And then I knew that you had watched yeah. the game, so I wanted to see what you thought about that. So there you go. Um, we got Mike Midas uh, here, our producer, and he is, of course, a big Sixers fan. And you said a couple podcasts ago, the Lakers, their their defense is light years ahead. You use the Joe Lacob term uh, above anyone else in the NBA. The Sixers, according to Midas, they have a defensive identity. <laughs> they are finding it, and and and, and, and we have we have Lakers Sixers. <laughs> you said they're finding it. They're finding it. They're finding it. Wednesday night, we got the Lakers and the Sixers. What are you watching for in this game, BJ? Is there anything? Are you just trying to see how the Sixers match up with the Lakers? We all know the Lakers are probably the perennial favorites, but what what are you looking well, for? What in the I'm Sixers looking for in, in the Sixers that they can do is an opportunity to really evaluate where they are as a team. Okay, this is a mm. this is a game where they can actually measure themselves and say, "This is who we are right now." Right. Right now, the, the Sixers, as they should be, they should be feeling pretty good about themselves. Joel Embiid mm. is perhaps in the MVP conversation. Doc Rivers has mm -hmm. come there, and I think he has given them confidence. Yeah, he's given he's them the confidence. He's in the coach of the year conversation. The team is playing, yeah. you know, 
depending on who's available because of COVID, so forth and so on, they're playing at a very high level. And and they should be one of the top two or three teams over here in the Eastern Conference. Now, they're playing the Lakers now, and the Lakers are the best team in the league. So this will give them an opportunity to say, this is who we are, this is where we are, and, and depending on how the game plays itself out, this is where they need to be. So this will be a good measure. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get a chance to measure yourself. You know, it's kind of like, I remember, yeah, it's kind of like, it's a okay, litmus test. we think we're pretty good, but now we get a chance to measure ourselves against the best. So Ben Simmons, okay, let's see. Mm. You you know who your matchup is. You know, okay, Joel Embiid, yeah. That's what I'm excited yeah, for. So I'm excited Joel to see Embiid, Ben guard LeBron. Okay. Yeah. You know, you may start off with Marcus so, but at some point, AD's got to come over there. Okay, he's going to slide over. Let's get a chance to see our two guys. Are they going to be stars? Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I need you to be stars because they're star players. They've already done it. And now let's Mm -hmm. see what the role players are going to do, right? So the formula for the game is very simple. Great players have to be great, and the role players are going to have to play their role great. (laughs) Okay. And yep. right now, yeah. Shake right, Milton, right. sixth man you of the know, year, so playing his role. Let's great. see where we all measure up here and see what we can do against the best team in the league. And I think this will be an excellent opportunity. Mm. One, I think you don't have to coach and get your guys up. They should already be ready to go. And if they're not ready to go, then you should know that about your team as well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so the Lakers yep. are going to come in. Yep. They're going to play well. Uh and they say, how do I know that? Well, the Lakers are a championship caliber team. They know what they have to do. And one of the things is you don't want to give anyone any mm-hmm. unnecessary confidence. Right? So yep. the Lakers are yep. going to come in and say, we're the best team in the league. And send, we don't want you to yeah, even send a think message. you can beat yeah. us. Which is understandable. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Midas, we should have a... Uh, Instagram live game and find out who's who, what's what in the city of brotherly love. Get some get some cheese steaks here, some Philly cheese steaks, and let's get after it. Let's let's there get it go. done. Let, let, let's go. But I, I I really I'm really anticipating that this should be a really good game. And I'm sure one Doc Rivers has circled. He should circle it because he, you know, it gives you it, it'll be a good it would be a great indicator of where they actually are at right now playing against the best team in the league and, and you mentioned doc i think we we should you know we have to point out the fact that doc was the crosstown rival of this lakers team last year i know the lakers you know the roster has changed over quite a bit from what he saw but at the end of the day he does know this team he knows lebron and ad at some level more so than maybe you know Brett before just because he was in the Eastern Conference. So there is, you know, a nice little, you know, back door there for, for Doc to maybe get an advantage. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I have to bring up Bleacher Report showed me this again, BJ. It was our guy. It was our guy, Josh Jackson. And uh, he said something see, to Ben Simmons. <laughs> so, I'm, so, so I'm hoping so I'm hoping that Ben Simmons will take that personally and come back in this game. Good That's what I'm for expecting. The Detroit so, for the Sixers fans, great win! It was, it was. I, I look, last night. it was very, it you was bad what? boy Pistons esque. You, you know, know what, what I mean? They, I, they I got an attitude. When our good friend Troy Reaver came on the program, and he yep. said something to the effect that this will be a team that will be representative of the city of Detroit. 
<laughs> and when you look at the Pistons and how they play, they really are finding their identity. They compete every single night. They compete. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It's not a game that you see on yeah. that you're excited about if you're another team. Like if you're the Lakers or you're one of these top you teams, know, you're like, oh, I, I don't want to deal I with like these guys. How this young team is coming around, I really do. I, I the, 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 the is Isaiah mm-hmm. Stewart. I really like. Him. Yeah, I like him out of Washington. I really. Yep. He's, he's good. like, he's like <laughs> Ben Wallace. He's a good like, find. I've yep. seen him play against bigs in he's this active. league as a rookie. I saw him banging the other night with with Dwight Howard, Bam out of Bayou, and he he has no problem banging his body around there, and I like that about him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much longer they can keep him out of the lineup. I think he's I think he's a starter. Jeremy yep. Grant has been yep. fantastic. He's arguably he has. One of, if not the most improved player in the NBA this year. Yeah, okay. he's got to be in the conversation, no doubt. Especially to make that leap to beat he, the guy now, to make that decision to sign And then there. Josh Jackson, you know, was playing arguably his best basketball prior to he had a sprain where he missed two or three games here and he's getting back. They compete. I like this young group. I, I really, mm-hmm. I really like what I see now. If right now, they say, "Well, they've only won four games," but you know what? They compete every single night. They've had some games where I've been mm-hmm. watching them. They've been up big in the fourth quarter. They didn't finish the game, but you know, they've had like two or three games that I can recall recently, as recent as one against uh, Atlanta. They were up 17, 19 points in the fourth quarter. They ended up losing the game in overtime. Yep. But they they compete and they bounce back. And I love it because they're young. They just bounce right back. You know, it's not like they let it carry over. So mm-hmm. I like the direction of this team. I, I don't know how we got on talking about the Detroit Pistons. But I think in a couple years, I think this is going to be a really good team because they, they play hard. Yeah, yeah. And the, I think the the most exciting part, if you are a Pistons fan, right, is like you just talked about the Pistons and you did not mention hey, Blake no, Griffin no, or Derrick Rose young guys. Once, You know what I mean? And, and, and there's and there's no, you know what I mean? Those guys are playing and they're there. That's great for the franchise. But they're not, they don't have to carry the burden of, you know, being superstars exactly. every night because you got these young guys that, I mean, Josh Jackson and Jeremy Grant on the Man, wing, they're fun and they're I'm long you, and they're not afraid of anybody. Jeremy yeah. Grant take a step. <laughs> I'm anticipating Josh Jackson is yep. going to take that step. This kid, Stewart, is going to take a step. The other kid from Villanova, Sadiq. Yep. Plum, Plumlee's a good Plumlee's veteran. a good veteran. Sadiq that they have yep. I mean, and then the other kid got yeah. hurt, you know, the, the, the Killian Hayes. So Killian I like Hayes. that they yep. have their, an identity. They're establishing an identity that they are a tough team. And then you add Derrick Rose in there. You add Blake Griffin and Sprinkler and Wayne Ellington and those guys. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, oh, I uh, love Wayne. Wayne. Make it Wayne. What did you just say? Make it Wayne. Did you just say that? <laughs> did you you stuck Make that in Wayne. there? You know, that's a, he's a Carolina guy, so I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let Wayne is. Oh you know, yeah, he, he shoots. He's lights out. He shoots it. You know, he he shoots it. You yeah. know what? His oh, right he's the arm. best. Wayne Ellington was the original Wayne, Duncan no. Robinson. People forget Wayne that. He, he's Ellington the one that opened up the heat off. Wayne Ellington. Now, Wayne Ellington. Now, <laughs> I don't know what else yeah, he can do, but I know this about Wayne. 
Wayne can shoot that ball. Now, this is there aren't many guys hey, I can say can shoot it. BJ Wayne two, can shoot that ball now. 2009 Final Four MOP, most outstanding player, Wayne Ellington. Wayne he is, uh, he is yeah, clutch. Wayne, he is everything. Wayne, Make it Wayne. It's all Wayne, day. Yeah, Those are yeah, T-shirts back yeah, in the day. That, that thing there, she, that, 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 I respect that weapon that he carried around with him because that, that Wayne can shoot that. He can shoot yeah, that yeah. ball now. Shooters. It ain't many of them that I say can shoot it. You know, some guys, you know, be like, oh, yeah. No, Wayne... Wayne can shoot that ball now. I don't know what else he could do. Yo, he got he got pretty. It's he got, pretty he, too. You know, it's it's know, pretty. Wayne, that's, I give you that one. Uh, it's not many of them that I'm gonna say like that. Wayne, you got the conscience yeah. of a rattlesnake. He, 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 when he opened, it ain't yeah. no doubt what he doing with it. <laughs> I, I, you know, it ain't no doubt what he gonna do with it. Right? Wayne is uh, Wayne is fun to watch. Him, C.J. McCullough. There's a few guys that I was like. You know what? Yeah, they can. They, yeah, they, they can, can snipe. They're, they're, the word hesitation didn't make it into their vocabulary because they don't. Uh, they can. They can. They can shoot it. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. Discover any credit card can offer cash back, but only Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped like cash, so you already know there's cash inside before you even open it. But in this case, it's stuff with your first year cash back match, and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Cash back match only by Discover Card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. Let's move on to the bigs. Uh, let's move on to the MVP race. You brought it up, Joel Embiid. Uh, he is obviously in that conversation. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, our guy, is uh, is also in the conversation. This seems to be... Uh, everyone is talking about this. Shaq is the last center to win MVP in wow. the NBA. The, the year wow. is 2000. Uh, it has been now 20 years uh, since we. We're have not had... counting Giannis as a, as a center. Well, th- th- an argument can be made because he's you know he basically plays like Shaq back in 2000. Right, so right, right. Uh, <laughs> you know it's three three to five feet from the basket. Uh, but anyways, uh, so you got these two guys. You got the bigs. Um, small ball, baby, dead. BJ. That's what people are saying now. Uh, are you excited as someone who loves the bigs to see these two I, guys? I, I love. You know how much I love the bigs. You you. you I'm I'm a big. I, I just got trapped. I, I I came to the wrong body. You know. Yeah yeah. Um. In the next life. Yeah, I Joel Embiid is putting up monster numbers this year. Yeah. You know, this guy, the Joker, you know how I feel about him, you know. <laughs> you know, he you know, in the words of Rakim, I ain't no joke. You know, this ain't <laughs> this is real. Yeah. I think these bigs are coming back to the game. And the reason I say that is because I say this to you all the time. These players are on the floor. And what great players do, and what the game always does, it looks for space. Yep. Okay? Steph Curry was the first player that was like, where's the space? Where's the freedom <laughs> on the floor? And he just moved out. Yeah, yeah. He took it back here where they he were just giving took, it to He him. just kept going back. Now, they're shooting so far where we're talking about guys are shooting from the logo, and we don't even hesitate. We watch the game. You know, if you shot it from the logo – 25 years ago, you'd be like, okay, what's wrong with this guy? Like, <laughs> now Dame will take one dribble and shoot it at the logo, and they're like, 
Yeah. Oh, that's his range. You know, Trey Young, you know, he does that. Dave's most famous shot is literally him sidestepping basically 35 feet away to the right just to create enough space and hitting a shot over Paul George. And they're not only (laughs) shooting it, they're shooting like fallaways from like the logo. I mean, like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, you know, I was watching the game last night. Like, Brian James is shooting like fallaways off one leg from three, you know, like, and you're like, okay, all right. In the quarter, like he's fading away to the bench. Yeah. And the reason I bring this up is because. I always like to watch the game and kind of figure out what's next. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching Steph Curry and I, it finally occurred to me that he found the space on the floor to operate where no other player was playing from because great players, you're always looking to create space for them or they're mm-hmm. always looking to create space because that's what they do. They need the space to operate. Well, if you look at the court and look at the game now, no one post up. Mm-hmm. This used to be a league that played from the inside out. I love the fact that the game now is getting back closer to the basket. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's like correcting itself as we or as we talk here. Joel Embiid and 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 and, and the Joker, Jokic, are players who can do both. Mm-hmm. And you have to honor both. You have to, and and they're they're big bodies. It's not like Giannis. Giannis really is a center, but he doesn't look like a center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jokic and Joel Embiid make no doubt about it. They are centers. Yep. Okay, in any era, and I love the fact that they take advantage of the one place on the court that no one talks about anymore, or no one even, you know. There's no such thing anymore as post defense. Like, you know, bigs today come into the league. They know ever they're used to running guys off the three point line, mm-hmm. but no one works or takes time to teach young bigs how to post up, let alone defend the post. So mm-hmm. these are two players who have the capability to take advantage of like space on the floor because who knows? No one teaches the players how to play from that area but they both have the skill set to do it and they're playing the game at a very high level from an area that we just traditionally haven't seen in a while yeah and and, and it's a range in the post like it's the mid post it's the high post it's the low post and it's the ability to pass out of the post I mean I think Jokic's right you know most you know infamous play of the season right now is that little touch pass that he had you know it was basically like a pick and roll and then he's just a touch pass for an easy dunk to Paul Millsap and you know it's just like that vision that they have and Embiid has it as well I mean not not at not at the level of Jokic obviously but Embiid can find people on the floor. He's okay to run offense through him or the post and know you're going to get a good shot. He's obviously the number one option in Philadelphia. So um, I find it fascinating. I'm happy to see it. I think if you had told someone, you know, two, three years ago that in 2021, the MVP candidates would be Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, they would have said, what happened to, to, I, <laughs> to the game? I'm, what happened I'm, to Steph Curry? I'm rooting for those guys because... Me too. Me too. I, I mean, the, there's, there's nowhere else for the players really to go, right? Every team, it just shoots an abundance amount of threes. Every team, if I hear, I, I literally don't watch the game when I'm with volume because I'm tired of hearing people scream red and everyone in the league knows what red means. It means screen roll. <laughs> you know, you blue. That means you push the screen roll down if you're playing yep. defense. And it's, and it's great to see the bigs 
getting touches back involved in the game. Yep. And not just rebounding. That's yeah, the only not, not just rebounding. And <laughs> and the thing is that makes those two fascinating players is that the way the game has evolved. Yep. It requires the bigs to be not just a score from the post. You have to be a passer from the post because of mm-hmm. the way the game is played. Mm. So, you know, both of those guys are very unique and skilled players for their position. I mean, Joel Embiid is a very skilled player. Jokic is just an exceptional passer and skilled player for his size. You know, yep. like, and, I, and I've said this to you many times, Tate, is we've seen great passers at his position. We always talk about Sabonis. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen Sabonis. We saw we've seen Bill Walton and and mm-hmm. others. But what we haven't seen is a player his size at his position be able to pass the way he does on the move. Mm. I mean, Jokic, I mean, he's okay, we 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 keep saying he's a center who's passing. No, he's just a player who can pass. I mean, he can he can pass like I've never seen on the move. Mm-hmm. Like on the move. I mean, he's yep. He's doing things that you just, you know, you got to say. So uh, you got to give him credit. And and I love the fact that you have a very high skill level at, at both, of, you know, for both of those players who are capable of adapting their game and what the new big today looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the new big today looks like. And you got to take those guys and say, if one of those guys wins the MVP, I, I think it's going to really put a lot of pressure on the rest of the league to find a big who can play because those guys they can really make a they can make a huge impact on the game. Like, yeah, there's a kid there's a kid growing up somewhere right now that's watching basketball that's you know nine ten years old that's going to grow to be a seven footer that mirrors their game after a seven footer like Jokic that is uh you know basically a triple double you know walking and that is the game like you said I mean, I mean yeah, he, he he's crossing people up he's like throwing no look passes Doncic at seven one yeah that's yeah, what it's yeah. gonna look like that's yeah, what it's yeah. gonna look like yeah it's gonna look like Luka Doncic like Luka Doncic has a post game. Mm-hmm. But he'll utilize his post game a little more than his hesitation and all the things that you're seeing Luka Doncic, you know, he does because he's a he's like a guard. But imagine Luka Doncic doing this as the last line of defense as a center. That's going to be a fascinating looking player because we haven't seen that. You know, we've seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, the guy has 38,000 points. You've seen Will <laughs> Chamberlain. You've seen Bill Russell. We've seen Akeem Olajuwon. Yep. We've seen all of these great players. We've seen phenomenal wing players. We've seen six, eight point guards. We haven't seen a player yet with the combination like Wilt. Imagine Wilt with handles. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wilt led the league in assists. Now, we've seen centers lead the league in assists. But imagine Wilt with handles. Or Kareem, you know, with handles mm-hmm. and a and a and a three point shot. Yeah, it's basically Giannis Antetokounmpo, but bigger. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah that's bigger. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Giannis is. I think this is just the tip of the iceberg of what the bigs are gonna, what the bigs are going to be. Yeah, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg for those guys, and I'm really excited because, you know, Tim Duncan. It's like 
maybe the first one. Mm. Mm. You know, when you saw Tim Duncan, you, you know, like, you know, playing against Carl Malone and those guys and Charles Barkley and you're like, you those guys are really good. You know, those yeah. guys are really good. But Tim Duncan, you were like, oh, something's a little different with him. He was like fluid. Yeah. He's like, man, he's seven footer, but you know, he, he was a power <laughs> forward, but he could play center. He could dribble. He could shoot. He has skill, you know, mm -hmm. and he was bigger than those guys. He was taller. Yeah, yeah. And he had like that, like that touch of a guard almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, first time I, you know, one of the greatest talents I've seen, and we got to get him on the show, I've seen in the NBA, he was a Hall of Fame talent, was Derek Coleman. Mm. Yes. DC, Legend. DC, you know, growing up in Detroit, I remember watching Derek. I saw Derek play in high school. Wow. I saw Derek play in high school. I, I was three or four years. I was about three years, maybe two or three years. Maybe yeah. I was. I still was in college. I think when I was a senior, maybe or a junior, he might have been a freshman or something like that. Well, I'm like two or three years older than him, but I saw him play in high school, and I was like, oh wow! Like he was like six ten, six eleven. Mm. He could dribble. He could shoot. He could pass. He had big hands. He could dunk with right hand, left hand. He was a left-hander. And it just kind of stood out to me because I was watching him in high school play against a guy who was a really good professional. His name was Roy Tarpley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roy Tarpley. Yeah. Yep. And Derek was doing this, and it was like – and when I when Derek played in, the, he played in the NBA, he was – you know, Derek was shooting threes – back in the early 90s yeah yeah okay and then you saw rasheed wallace it's like him and sam perkins and then it was like rasheed wallace and yeah and they, they all kind of weber yep tim duncan kevin garnett and you started to see you know carl malone and charles barkley were the standard at that yep. position but you saw like these guys are a little different mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and for sure dc was as good as any player I've seen. Even like Antoine Jameson, like so. Yeah, so yeah. DC was a, he was a he's like one of those guys that everyone that played in that era would say, yeah, he was real good. But you know, you don't <laughs> yeah. talk about. But he's like he was real good. Like if you ask the old timers who's the greatest guard, you know, and you know one of my favorites is Michael Ray Richardson. You say yep. so, you know, you be talking about who's the greatest? A Magic, Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> you know, this guy, and then you say, what about the Sugar Man? Everybody like, oh, <laughs> like now you're really talking. Yeah, yeah, you be like, oh, you really? How you know about the Sugar Man? You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's how it is with DC. You know what I mean? Yeah, You'll be talking yeah, yeah. about Carl Malone, it's like a deep cut, yeah. Charles Barkley. You be like, oh yeah, Tim Duncan, and then you'll say DC, and everybody be like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know DC? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's DC. You know, like he was that good. Yep. He was. He was. DC was a. He was a talent amongst the talents. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. was a. So, I think you will start to see this come because it's already been there, but that wasn't the era that we played in. Meaning, yep. You know, you didn't encourage those guys to shoot the threes. But yeah, I mean, she, if you're a coach and you have a 10-year-old kid, you're not telling the the five-man, your center, to right. lead the break. You know, that's not the, what, how you're taught fundamental-wise. So, yeah, but, but you it, know, like, changing. yeah, people call, like, Porzingis, like, you know, the unicorn and, and all those things. I was like, I, no, I saw Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. Like, 
I, I've seen him before. I, Rasheed I've Wallace has made the corner three. He like made analytics happen with yeah, the corner I, three. Rasheed Wallace. I mean, like when I when I saw that turnaround jump shot for the first, I was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. like. That's basically what LeBron's doing. That's LeBron's go-to move now. That yeah, like little I mean, turnaround, yeah, one-legged jump yeah, shot. Yeah, I mean he's so all of these players you've kind of seen little bits and pieces, but now the way the league is, you know, you're seeing these guys just play more on the perimeter. But I think the combination of both, if you could get that combination of like playing in the inside, playing on the outside, and doing all the other things. It'll be a player like we've never seen. And I think this mm-hmm. player will dominate like we've never seen before. Because we've now we've we've built teams around centers. Yeah. We know how to do that. We've built teams around guards like Jordan and the perimeter players, LeBron, Kobe. We've done that. Not too many you can build around as small guards. You know, Isaiah Thomas, Steph Curry, okay. But we haven't built it literally around a player like we're describing here. And the player, as we're describing it, the only player that is, I guess, young enough for me to at least say that they have a chance to be in that category is Wiseman. You know, James Wiseman. I, James I, I Wiseman is—he could be that player. Yeah, and James I'm not Wiseman. Say, yeah, he yeah, could be that player. I, and I know that that we're saying that I'm talking like eight, nine, ten, maybe a decade down the road where he gets his handles right. up to that level, but. That's that should be who he is aiming to be because we've seen he has the jump shot. We've seen he obviously has the physical tools to be that great. So that that's someone to keep an eye on. I feel like in this new James age, Wiseman. You know, you can see Anthony Davis. Oh, of course. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you see the impact, but Anthony Davis can dribble the ball. Like <laughs> yeah, remember, he was a guard. I remember watching Anthony Davis when he was a young player. He was he was only about five nine, five ten at the time. <laughs> and now he's like seven feet. But you know. He was a guard, and he just had this incredible growth spurt. But yeah. just imagine that player, because it's going to happen. And um, that will be, I think, a player that we will all consider will be the the in that conversation of you know you know your your, your generation loves the the goat conversation. That player will really be arguably one of the greatest players because of the the way the game is played and, and the way the game is maturing. And I do think if there is a big that comes back, the appreciation for, like, I feel like Wilt and Kareem, you know, we've almost like aged out of like understanding the greatness of them, you know, like people don't oh, even, man. they can't it's, even understand and comprehend it. That's so why I'm, I got those guys right there, man. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I, I got Russell right over there. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it's all about the bigs, baby. I, yeah, can't about, let it slide. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, man, I can't. I, I got to have, you know, Bob Lanier, the Dauber. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can remember my first screen. Spencer Haywood. Yeah, had on the Spencer program. Haywood. The first time I got screened by Artist Gilmore. <laughs> oh, the big A-Train. I've never, I, I've never been screened so hard in my life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's AVA screens. Like, it was like, it was like, like, okay, it was a screen, right? You know, it was like, okay, we're gonna get over the screen. It was no getting over the screen. That's the A train, right? You know what I mean? Like, yep. Robert Parrish and those guys. I, I, I love the bigs. Let's bring, let's bring the bigs back here. I think that's a great that's a great. And I want to coach that player. I want to coach that player <laughs> yes. because I want to be the first coach to ask the team every single time. This is a true story. So before every game, right? Before every game when I was in Chicago, Bill Jackson, it, it, it was the funniest thing. It took me like a half a year to catch him to the joke, though. He would come in 
And, you know, we, he had the game plan and we, and back then, this is for iPads. Tape. <laughs> yeah. There was life before iPads. They would, <laughs> they would, they would get on the board and, and one of the assistant coaches or whoever had the scout yep. would write all of the plays and keys to the game and all that stuff on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And then after the coach would do that, he would wipe it off because he didn't want the other team who would come in or the ball boys who would clean up to, you know, yeah, yeah. be able to know your Steal, game yes. plan, right? Yeah, Steal yeah, your game yeah. plan. So he would do that. <laughs> and then uh, we go over this, our game plan, and he would write it up and – and he would always ask after the end of the speech, hey, guys, what play you want to run for the first play of the game? <laughs> and I would, and it, it struck me because I was like, what coach asks, asks the team what, <laughs> what play they want to run? Like, we just went over this, like, elaborate game yeah. plan. We got to guard this guy. And we have to pass the ball. We got to attack this team from the inside. We got to feature Scottie Pippen because this is the matchup. Yes. Yeah. Michael, when you get double teamed over here, make sure you pass it to John Paxson and Beezer. You know, we went over this. And then after this, he would always say, what play you guys want to run? Yeah. At the beginning of the game. And so, you know, being a young guy, I didn't say anything. And then he was like, okay, all right. Let's, put, let's throw the ball into Bill Cartwright for the very first play. And if Bill makes it, we're going to come back to him. He would, say, he would say this every single play, every single time. So finally, being a guard, I, I asked Phil, I was like, Phil, why, why do you ask us this question and you give the same answer? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a running joke on the team. Yeah. And then he, he just looked at me, he was like, what other play do you want to run? Like, we got to get the bigs involved. (laughs) (laughs) You got to beat the bigs. Every, every game, no matter if it was the first game of the season, the NBA finals, (laughs) the very first play of a Phil Jackson team was always to get the ball to the big. And if he made it, run it back. We run it right back. We run it till they stop it. We run it till we stop it. <laughs> and then after that, we would go to the Yeah, so, the real game plan. And then we'd go to the game plan after that. Okay? You got your touch. Now, rebound, set screens, do yeah. all the dirty work. We got you the ball. Yeah, and you're happy. Like, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, I played my whole career with always at the beginning of the game is to get the big ball. Even if the play was for me. When I went to other teams, if I had a play... Just get the ball to the big and let him work. Yeah. That's all they want. That's, they just want to touch the ball. They just want yeah. to touch the ball. <laughs> yeah. it, it was like I tribute it was like, and I love Bill Cartwright for that. I loved it because yeah. there was never a doubt that he was going to get at least one touch. Mm. <laughs> to yeah, he's got one chance. Now, after that, okay, Bill, now you got to do all the other work. <laughs> and we did that. It was like a joke. And it got to be by the end of the year that everybody would be like, Damn, what play? And we would all say it in unison. Man, what play are we gonna run? What play are we gonna run? And it was like a, it was like an icebreaker almost with our team because it doesn't matter who we were playing, what we were doing, whatever the game plan it was. It kind of eases your nerves, right? Yeah, it was it, like it's the same routine like, every game. Yeah, it was we're like, gonna feed okay, Bill. We're gonna feed Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was just like, man, what are we doing this game? God. Uh, Five down. <laughs> <And> it was. 
<laughs> it was like so funny to us. I don't know why. No, it is. That's good. It, it was like so. That's my. If I ever coached, that's that's my play. If you're a big, you're gonna love to play for me because I'm yeah. coming. I'm I'm coming to you, big fella. I'm that coming is, to you. That is a, a great final note for the day. Feed the bigs. Uh, that, that is something that we should all live by in our basketball circles. We believe that the bigs are back. We got MVP battles going on between the bigs. This has been another edition of Pushing Through. BJ, I appreciate you sharing the stories as always. I know you're fired up about the bigs being back, and we'll be back later in the week. Feed me, Tate. Just feed me. I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs>